0: That's plushcare.com slash weight loss, plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: You're listening to the Pacific Northwest Cycling Report. Three happy Portlanders on the line with us. Zach Ween, Sarah Schmidt, Anique Chalier. Congratulations on a great race weekend.
2: Thank you. Thanks, George.
1: Thanks, George. Zach, you got your win. Tell us about the race. I did. Um... It was,
3: it was good. I got a pretty bad uh, lineup, but I got a good start. Um, and I kind of made a commitment from the beginning that I was going to try to get with the very lead group and just go with them. And so about a quarter of a lap in, I saw the front two guys kind of make a break, and I made a move and uh, instantly went down in the corner. Okay. <laughs> I I luckily was able to bounce up pretty quick, but I lost about six or seven places there. Um And then the single-speed guys are racing at the same time as us, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly where you're at because we're starting to hit the back of the field. But I knew that I felt strong, and I was moving up through the field throughout the um, race. And we ended up doing four laps, and on lap four, I realized that I was catching the final two guys, and uh, I caught the very final guy with about 45 seconds to go and put in a really good effort
1: and uh, secured my... My very first new sack win. Yay. That is fantastic. And Anique and Sarah, I saw you were on the podium as well. How did your race go?
4: Uh, race was good. Um, let's see. For me, uh, first lap, the girl who won yesterday, she went down. And so I was able to scoot around her. And I was in the lead for a very short moment. She was like 15 and bounces right back up and zips right back in front of me. Um So I was in second position for a good chunk of the race. And then in the last lap, the woman who came up was in second place yesterday. She had fallen as well and was fighting her way back, apparently, the whole race. And I noticed her getting closer and closer. Uh, And in the the, the last lap there, she made a move and passed me. And I got in her wheel, uh, pulling her road racing move, um, and tried to take a break uh, and let her do the work for a moment. And we got to the last. Time through the sand pit, and uh, I tried riding through it, and ended up not having enough focus, and so she got a bit of a gap on me there, and um, that was going into the last little bit of the lap, and I wasn't able to catch back up. And she's a strong sprinter, and I just I was tired. <laughs> I couldn't pull it off, so I came in third. But it was a it was a good hard race, and. Really fun. They cut out a chunk of the, the course from the, the day before. So it was a little bit shorter, which I had no complaints about. Mm-hmm. It was the same number of laps. I was kind of upset at first. Oh no, no, I want to go more, but at the end of the day it was A okay with me to do
1: the last. Sounds like crashing on that course was good for the winners.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, uh, it was pretty easy just to have your uh, wheel slip out because
3: everything's so dry and pretty loose. And uh, if you got on the gas just a little too hard in any of the corners,
1: you could easily go down. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, tell us about your race.
2: Well, I got um, kind of a bad starting position due to some confusion at the start line. Um, <laughs> so I spent uh, the first, Last or so, just trying to get around people. Um, and then, kind of like Anique, I spent some time at the end of the race just kind of battling it out with somebody. I spent most of the time on her wheel and was kind of plotting a sprint finish, but I just couldn't catch her. Um, and I did try a lower tire pressure yesterday, and I think it really paid off if I was not as uh, lippy in the corners.
1: So it sounds like most of you aren't upset with the part of the course that was cut out Maybe it would have been better, though, if they'd removed the sand pit?
2: Yeah,
3: Yeah, the sand pit was probably 75 feet long or so and and deep. And so probably about half of the fields overall were running it, and then maybe about the other half were trying to ride it, and then probably only a a third of those were actually making it through. It definitely took a lot
1: of momentum coming in and uh, and then some consistent pedaling. So it sounds like just a great friend and team building experience to go off to a race like this. Are you going to try to get more people to go next year? Or are you going to go back?
2: I think we will um, get some support from our teammates who have seen how much fun we're having to have here. Um, and I think maybe not this specific race necessarily, but definitely some more traveling next year. Um, the Obra... Uh, crossing is absolutely fantastic in Portland and in, in Oregon, I guess. But um, it's been fun to check out a different scene and, and ride some different courses
4: and make new, new people. Yeah, actually, it also gives you a new appreciation for what kind of special community we have in Oregon. So you see the region communities elsewhere and just the numbers of people is so much less than, like, there's this, it's just a smaller scene, even in a place like as populous as this area, um, that uh, we have something really special in the Oregon and Portland area, it's like across the, so it's nice to come back and know that we have a massive amount of crazy people right there.
1: I was going to yeah. ask how different was the vibe there than it is in Portland or Seattle?
2: Oh, it was quite different. I think that, number one thing was there weren't as many people along the course and there wasn't the heckling that we get in Oregon. <laughs> I mean that's such a part of the scene in Oregon is all the people, all the spectators who were cheering and um, ringing cowbells and heckling and there wasn't as much of that. Giving dollar hand up. You know.
4: <laughs> I was out there with some dollar bills after my race, during that race and people did not know what the heck to make of me. <laughs>
2: So in Cross
4: say, it, it's pretty uh, pretty normal to see people out there with dollar bills and coming out of all parts
1: of their bodies. <laughs> well, it's going to be really cool to chat with Brad Ross tomorrow night.
4: Yes, but yes, I'm really excited for that. We we'll have lots
3: to
1: talk about. Yeah, and the Portland
3: scene just finished up their very kind of last race of the local ones. There's a couple more that'll happen in Eastern Oregon in December, um, but the Kruger's crossings, kind of like the season finale. And so we saw pictures from our teammates that were there and we were sitting, kind of getting warmed up and it was like 75 or so, which felt brisk to all the locals down here. And there was pictures of just the frozen ground and frost and everything in Portland.
1: Wow. We're expecting a low of nine on Thanksgiving day and five inches of snow. So what uh, do you all do see now? See How do you go back. into your off-season after a full season of racing and then a full season of cross? Do you take an off-season?
3: Uh, yeah, all of us have uh, at least probably around a two-week or so uh, break on our schedule, just kind of to recover and, uh, and do a little bit of basically no training, just maybe some movement here and there.
2: I'm excited to do yoga. <laughs> 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 lots and lots of yoga. <laughs> I'd say that I'm excited for the
4: rest, but I know it's going to make me go crazy (laughs) because I like being active and having stuff going on. And I'm only allowed to go walking for a half an hour at maximum (laughs) for the first week. And uh, like all this training, all this racing stuff, it's my therapy for sure. So I'm going to have to find some creative ways to keep my brain bananas. (laughs) I'm going bananas.
2: <laughs> we also have generally done team rides on Saturdays um, throughout the winter when it's not too nasty out. and I think we all just enjoy each other's company so much that we'll continue having those friendly casual rides um, throughout the, the next few months. Nice. Well, we love each other so much. <laughs>
1: I, I can only imagine it's going to be quite the day today in Los Angeles for the three of you.
0: <laughs> yeah, we uh,
3: we went out last night to a uh, like patio bar that was up on top of one of the rooftops downtown. in downtown Los Angeles and had a good dinner and had some uh, just kind of fun up there. It was kind of neat to see the Los Angeles scene because it's definitely different than uh, what we're used to in Portland. Yeah, and I think today we're
4: going to go around on the beach and Check it out. Maybe rent some cruiser bikes and
3: uh, go, go slow. <laughs> yeah, my uncle lives in Redondo Beach, and uh, so we can jump on the pier there, and maybe go we'll head down towards like Venice and Muscle Beach, and uh, just do the whole touristy thing. Show off
1: our muscles. I was going to say the three of you would stand out so well on Muscle Beach.
3: Guns <laughs> yeah. out, guns
2: out. We're so peacey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, George I was going to say you were asking about other future races and we have been talking a little bit about possibly doing trying to make the boulder race uh, next year so this UCI race that we went to is a C2 race so of the pro fields it's a little bit uh, um, it doesn't get quite as many of the big names um, but the boulder race is the C1 race so it's kind of be neat to check out that and Boulder's supposed to have a really good crossing as
1: well yeah, so then maybe we could do a live podcast with you
4: from your house and stay with you. <laughs>
1: and you would be more than welcome because we have a lot of room. <laughs> well, I wish you all the best. Have a great day today. Safe travels back home. And I can't wait to chat with you all again very soon.
4: Thanks, George. Thanks,
1: George. Over the top cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.